Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about eco-anxiety. Is it even a real thing? Who's suffering from it? And can anxiety be a motivating factor to change the world? I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Yeah, I know. Um, so... My study was so cool. It's way cooler than yours. So we'll oh my God. <laughs> study off. Yeah, you're going to have freaking study off. My study is cooler than yours, bro. <laughs> Um, what else is new? I feel like we haven't talked about like normal life in a while. What's, yeah. What's going on in normal life? I got a massage. Oh. I'm into massages okay, now. stealing that's, my thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a normal life thing because I was like getting one. I was like, I would have, like, I haven't gotten one of these in a year and a half because I thought I was going to die of the virus. Yeah. It feels like you're in a small room with someone, but it's just one person. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, you have to that's what's changed in Toronto. Yeah. Like the cases are kind of steady. There's enough people vaccinated. Obviously we need more, but we're in a pretty stable part of the world, which is yeah. crazy compared to like what life was. Yeah. I feel good because I thought it'd be a lot worse again now. I know like we yeah, are in a way in, in another wave, but it, it feels stable and the numbers are going down again. And, and the hospital rates that. is the main thing. I'm yeah. Always like, oh. So hopefully everyone out there is like feeling good and not too stressed and you know making it through and i'm making it sorry it is it just feels like it's obviously not the end of the tunnel but it does feel like i can see a little bit of light and and i know something can come and sideswipe that at any moment but it's like (laughs) they're like mu delta is now become like gamma gamma (laughs) two no but okay what i was gonna say and we're like oh shit yo do you hear about gamma gamma two's back like that's gonna be us i'm like three months if People don't get vaccinated. Anyways, I'm working on a video about literally what happens when you get the COVID virus in your nose if you're vaccinated versus you're not. You are? Yeah. I just, because I just, I've been wanting to make this video for so long because it's really complicated and we don't actually know. But there's two studies that just came in that I'm like, that's really interesting information. That could maybe be the video. Cool. Because they don't even know. But they, like, they do know. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they can right. prove it now in certain ways that are, like, really interesting. Okay. Either way, if you're vaccinated, it's not going to be as bad. Uh, as. It is kind of <laughs> sad, though, that when I was like, what's going on in, in life again? It had to, like, go to COVID. You know, that's when you know you're still in it. Yeah, true. It's okay. like, there is nothing else to talk about. <laughs> it's like, oh, another season <laughs> of Drag Race started. <laughs> cool. Which one is this? My there's eyes are crossed and glazing yeah, over. There's another another Canadian one and UK one starting. It's I'm like, having those weird moments where they're doing a skit and I'm thinking to myself, why the hell am I not watching The Sopranos? <laughs> because, I don't know. 
It's very comforting. I don't, I, don't, I don't love The Sopranos. But I will keep oh. watching and hopefully get more oh, I was like, it. I was just making a hyperbolic joke, but yeah, you're right. That was that joke had truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like you, Greg gets yeah. truly mad at me. I think he's already said it on the podcast, but you actually get mad at me when I don't watch it with you at night. I'm obsessed with Sopranos, and I'm just like, why aren't you obsessed with it? And then I'm like, everyone says it's amazing. Like, I'm not crazy, am I? Yeah, but people say it gets amazing. So I'm just like, I hate having to get through a show. And you know what it feels like when we watch Shit's Creek. We were like, everyone says it's amazing. Yeah. And it's but not. that one we agreed on. I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, that was incredible. You're like, no, it was boring. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's not. It's not that I think it's bad. I just do think it's kind of boring. But then one of our friends did say it takes till like season three or four till it like really yeah. becomes. Yeah. But I've also heard other people say it's just good from the get go. They're lying. No, okay. I'm like you just you really like this friend. <laughs> okay. I'm like crush on my friend. Yeah. You're like that's the one I trust. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what did we learn this week? What is that from? Oh, it's Ellen. Never mind. She goes, anyway. Isn't that what it used to be like her little like jingle yeah. at the end? And she'd go back at, like when people ch- cheer at her, she'd go back at you. Oh, but I mean, like at the end of her show, it'd be like credits. And then it'd be like a logo with like Ellen written. Oh. Go, anyway. It was like Oh, really? Yeah. I, okay. yeah. I can yeah. picture the logo, but I didn't know she goes, anyway. I think. I might be making that up. I have this memory of her saying that. Um, I picture her making weird noise. I have a really funny what I learned this week. Uh, I'm curious how you perceive vegetarians and vegans. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. I've always felt with vegans, I'll never like in like when I was doing stand-up comedy before we went to scary pandemic, everyone would be like, vegan joke, vegan joke. And I'd always be like, well, like, why are we making fun of the people who are like working really hard to like not <laughs> like eat? Save meat? The earth. I'm like, every time someone's like I'm vegan, I'm like, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? I've always just sort of I've never had that stereotypical like vegans like they'll tell you and I'm like yeah and I'll be interested and maybe, I'll be like thank you maybe and I, wanna- we, I had an idea for a similar joke maybe you can I was gonna do it on TikTok but I was like I need Greg to help me workshop this because you know how <laughs> so many people start jokes with like how do you know if someone's a vegan they'll tell you is like yeah. the whole joke <laughs> um, but I wanted to be like how do you know if someone's a vegan like every meat eater is the fucking one who will tell you there's the one who, like I just feel like meat eaters oh, yeah, are, are the so ones much who are obsessed. always like. That I, one, that person's vegan. Yeah, You're like yeah, it's like yeah. I feel at this point, vegans yeah. actually don't talk about it that no, much, I know. and they just are like, "I'll order a salad," and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "Oh my god, just let no, them have a salad." No, that is funny. <laughs> that, okay, <laughs> that's the way I feel, but I know it's not maybe how most people feel. And also, I'm vegetarian, so I'm like, I feel like vegetarians are cool. <laughs> okay, so how do you? I'm getting to my study, but how attractive would you rate vegetarians and vegans? Oh, does it like, affect your perceived attractiveness of them? Oh my god, like sexually? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> oh my god, my neurons are firing in crazy ways. I'm like, I don't know. Okay, wait, really let me think. Let me think. It. I actually think they're uglier. <laughs> Oh, no. Ugly here? No, I, what? I never said that. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> wow, that's Greg's new sound. Okay. That's from my other podcast. My yeah. other podcast. Okay, Can I speak to the manager promo. pod? Here Can I speak again. to the manager pod? Okay, I deserve royalties. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, sorry. So, a new study found that they are seen as less socially attractive <laughs> by the media majority, in part because oh, they are viewed as moralistic. No, and I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I obviously want to fuck vegans. <laughs> Okay, well, here, I'll give you the, like, basically, obviously, this is how meat eaters perceive Mm -hmm. or how the general public perceive people. It's not necessarily what they are. Let's be clear. Um, Omnivores were rated as the most attractive group, but they were, like, looking at people, I guess, who only eat meat, but also flexitarians, people who sometimes, like, try not to eat meat, vegetarians and vegans. Um, But 
vegans were especially seen as moral and also more eccentric and self-righteous and narrow-minded. Oh my god. Even though they were often also described as equine-friendly and considerate. So people like did did go like, they're doing a good thing. Like, (laughs) I appreciate it. But then they'd say they're judgmental and preachy. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so crazy. I think meat eaters need to chill the fuck out. I think so. You're right. It's like so much animosity. And I take it back when I said (laughs) that they're uglier and I thought it was about (laughs) their looks. That's You're right. This I'm embarrassed so that, that it was not made more clear that I even said that. First um, of all, the study, though, had like a very I'm going to read this quote because I found it fascinating. It said evidence shows that many people want to avoid harming animals despite engaging in dietary habits that harm animals. This mm. has been called the meat paradox in psychological literature. Yeah. But stereotypes may serve as a stigma to silence morally oh. motivated vegetarians and vegans whose mere existence challenges this illusion. Uh, so it's just their existence that makes, makes people have mad. to face it because make the TikTok and then explain that. That's that's the answer. You know what I mean? It's like you could make the joke and then be like, it's literally because of this freaking meat paradox. And it's the the illusion you're living is reminded when like that's (laughs) so interesting. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And I was thinking at this point it is like, I know there was a time when like it felt like veganism was new that everyone was just being introduced to the ideas. And at that time, people probably had to explain, I'm a vegan. This is what it means. But now it really does feel like it's just the media. But I think even then it was the same thing. It was people being like addressing it, getting mad because their literal whole worldview shattering in front of their eyes. They're like, I love my little pooch. And someone's like, oh, I actually don't eat animals. And you're like petting your dog. And you're like, well, I, well, I, eat, I eat animals. And they're like, well, f- well, no, that's, that's freaking weird. Okay. Because like, no. I would never eat my dog. In the defense of some people who are not vegan or vegetarian or whatever, is that of course there are the extreme people every in every subgroup that is like would not just necessarily say I'm I'm just a vegetarian I want to yeah we know the extreme be- meat eaters because we made a fucking crazy meat complex around the world for those oh what? You know what I mean I'm like you're like yeah crazy vegans are just weird people who like say weird shit on TikTok I'm like crazy meat eaters are like the world yeah. and like factory farms of pigs yeah like ah, literally crazy the yeah. yeah. No, it is interesting to just think about the views on this because obviously it's important in terms of like yeah. <laughs> like the planet. It's <laughs> crazy. That's so good. I'm writing down that we need a whole video on that because I'm like, I feel like I could be talking about that. Okay. Mine's so weird. Mine's about what potatoes. Is... Oh, okay. Well, I love potatoes. Greg does not. <laughs> yeah, well, this is why. I... And I make like a beautiful, it's actually like a Korean <laughs> stew that yeah. has lots of potatoes in it. And I feel like you're always like, I don't like that one. No, like, I... it's because of the potatoes. <laughs> I know so it. No, you make two Korean stews one is a red sauce one is like a white sauce that's the whitest <laughs> oh way I could God. say that that's the it's whitest way I could Italian. say that <laughs> one's a red sauce one's a white sauce we're watching this video <laughs> it's like they never had anchini before okay so anyways I love the red sauce one like one of my favorite meals ever eaten that's all I started like when you're making a stew I'm like oh like Oh, oh, is the way oh, I love the red, but I was like <laughs> oh saying not in a bad way, more like acknowledging your red is wild. Like but it. even when I make potato anything, you don't. No, but I don't like potatoes. He doesn't like potato and rice until he recently find out he has to eat more carbs. Now he's obsessed. <laughs> I don't like potatoes or rice. Fair, okay. Just leave me alone. What did you like? So okay, the Chinese got okay. Well, first of all. Potatoes have more chromosomes than us. <laughs> oh, cool. Is that cool? That's cool. Separate thing I was reading this week reminded me of that. Yeah, I kind of giggled. Yeah. I kind of giggled. It's like, <laughs> we think we're complex. Like, potato got more chromosomes <laughs> than you. So the Chinese government implemented a policy to double potato yield, double potato yields uh, as soon as possible because 
rice has a heavier use of water and fertilizer degrades the soil and actually has way more greenhouse gas emissions mm. and so, so they were like as a staple sort of yeah like as literally that word a staple the better yeah. option so the chinese government's like oh fuck we have this like crazy ballooning population yeah. we have to deal they're saying they're gonna 2050 no carbon release from china so like they're trying to figure their things oh, out wow. and one but as like a more autocratic society they can do crazy shit but like there's this thing that's going on with the government <laughs> where they were like we are going to try and culturally shift chinese cuisine so that they mm. accept more potatoes like that's what's infringing on this and they're going to mm. double potato yield hope that that just bleeds into culture because there'll be a decrease of nine percent of greenhouse gas emissions by farming staples by 2030 if they can switch the way they plan to to potato yeah that's cool isn't that interesting <laughs> i'm trying to think yeah like are there obviously i don't have the vastest knowledge of chinese cuisine i'm just like i can't really think of potato potato-based Chinese Well, I think that's part of, like, what they were saying. And they said corn. Obviously, they're probably... They were like, they went through the studies, and they were like, rice. And then they were like, well, what about corn? And they're like, nope. That one is even more than rice, like like greenhouse gas. Then they were like, potatoes. And so then Mm. now they're going to try and, like, literally, like... the Irish are definitely going to be like, excuse (laughs) us. Or they're going to be working hard being like, China wants all our potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, wait, this is actually interesting, because it is about growing them in in China. Because what they said was, the issue is that if culture doesn't shift then what will happen is they're going to start importing a bunch more rice, need to import rice, and that's going to be more greenhouse gas emissions than if they just had not switched all these farms from rice to potato. So it's kind of like culture matters, mm. or else if the demand stays high, right. then it they're just going to end up shipping problems. in rice, which is worse than just growing mm. it. Interesting. Very interesting. Thought I kind of had a bit to do today. I love potatoes. I really want to make a potato meal and I know Greg's going to hate it, but that's fine. I'm the only one who makes food in this house. <laughs> okay. Can we move on? Yeah. It cuts to an ad for me being like, I love to cook. So make sure you grab the new spatula that helps you stir fry all the dinners oh I make God. for my man. Okay, wow. But- <laughs> there was a TikTok about spatulas and it was like, the thing we call spatula is not called a spatula. Uh, what is it called? It's called a flipper or something. <laughs> like everything on in the store was called a flipper <laughs> but a spatula is like the one you use for baking <laughs> yeah yeah i know that I spatula know. baking uh, but you know i think a spatula is like what you flip oh what you do oh okay you're right you're right that is a spatula oh interesting not called a spatula. <gasps> i know you, okay you just changed it for me gotcha so that will hopefully be our ads about we'll be back after the break <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate. I certainly do from time to time. <laughs> How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion to yourself every day? I need, this is such a cool thing. I need to tell you about it because I'm also just really excited because I've been using it for about 30 days now. Anyways, <laughs> mental health is a journey and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. So I've been using this journal that they sent us uh, it makes me do gratitude lists. I do it in the morning. It's just so easy to do when you just have this thing in front of you. It's kind of like a little workbook. I'm obsessed. But Switch Research has helped tens of thousands gain more confidence with their 91-day evidence-based self-love journal. They partner with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and other specialists who have years of experience under their belt to guide you through their self-love journey. Transform your negative thoughts into self-love by using our code ASAP20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off your purchase. So again, that's ASAP20 at switchresearch.org to get one of these journals or get 20% off your first purchase. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Before we start, I just thought of something I want to say is I, I, I like miss our comment corner jingle because it was my favorite one, but I want to comment on the fact that I do read the comments on YouTube and I know this is on YouTube and thank you so much for commenting. Mm. And I always read them like a week later and then I'm like, oh, should I respond? Do people even get notified when they get responses on YouTube? Like, I don't know, but I read Oh, them. you're the YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't understand YouTube, but thank you. Everyone has like such interesting discussions. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see what people think about eco-anxiety, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I know we don't highlight like comments as much as we used to. Yeah, well, we should do and it. Maybe we should bring it back. Let us know if you want us read to bring the, it back. Yeah, <laughs> read the comments and then bring them on here. We'll answer. That's true. Maybe yeah. I'll just pick some of my favorite ones. Yeah. Like, especially when they're interesting discussions, it's just how do you talk about a previous episode in a new episode? It's like, we got to find a space. Yeah, well, no, Common Corner. Anyway, Eco Anxiety. Wow. Um, that was a good song. <laughs> do you have it? Okay, so... I, Let's talk about what it is first. Okay, I Googled, like... Ego anxiety. Like, like it was literally like a week ago and I was like, I'm going to start like thinking about this. Like, could this be a video? I'm just like, okay, we'll start. Oh gosh. Ego anxiety. And then just like this thing came up and was just like, so like was a cloudy and cold winter in the Arctic. So it was only the fourth worst for sea ice in total, like, or sorry, 14th worst for sea ice in total. But when we look at this graph, it is devastating how much sea ice is now leaving in the summer. And it was just a photo. And I know this is so basic of a polar bear. Like, <laughs> oh, like so, on a, like on a thing. And I was ice. just like, I felt so fucked up. I felt mm. so sad. And I was just like reading it and I felt so much anxiety. And I was like, oh, this is eco anxiety. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm going through it right now as I read this yeah. thing. Because it was like, and then I started to actually understand the definition. But it was like, oh, I have it all the time. Because if you read any science journal paper, which like we have to do for our job and I love to do, it's constantly giving you eco anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's just like, and that's just, and that's because, and that's me like even like, I don't know. Well, you might be more engaged than a lot of people. Wait, now I'm like, do I have it worse? <laughs> well, I think the hard part is maybe you were more prepared and already knew this was coming and have had more time to deal with it. I think there are lots of young people in particular who are now seeing how dire the warnings are from scientists and research. Um, and as a result, you know, mm. sometimes we're hearing like, if we don't hit these targets in the next 10 years, we're <laughs> and then I think people are like, wait, I'm literally 16 and can't do anything about it anyway. Like, what's supposed to happen? Oh, my God. I'm so, having eco-anxiety. I think <laughs> it is just... It, it, I have a lot of eco-anxiety. Eco <laughs> um, 
because it is like you hear all these awful things and there's a point where you go, we, we can't, yeah. we can't change it. And I do have a fear. And I think for me, it's like really tied into thinking about like, God, we're always going to be like capitalism, but just the systems yeah. in place and how hard it will be to change those <sighs> at a fast enough rate because everyone's intertwined. <sighs> so are we. Like, of course, we rag on capitalism, but we still are using technology and buying stuff. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, um, but it's it's difficult to disentangle yourself from the system that you're part of. Okay. So the actual definition of eco-anxiety is a fear of environmental damage or ecological disaster. The sense of anxiety is largely based on the current and predicted future state of the environment mm. and human-induced climate change. And it's like, okay, like that's such a good definition. That's exactly what we all have. Yeah. For sure, we're going to have to talk about capitalism. But then I was like, okay, like, is it real? And so I like went, mm. or like, am I just like read? And then I went and found a study of 10,000 people aged 16 oh, wow. to 25 Okay. from a diverse... Does that make you sad when it's like so young and you're like, I used to be part of that group? <laughs> oh my god no i'm just actually like these young beautiful people we must help them like i literally we're, am like because we're, we're about, old no i know but we're like about to hit that final mark which and obviously it doesn't matter in the pandemic but 35 sometimes things are like 35 and under you get a cheaper ticket <laughs> it used to be 30 and under and i'm just like we are about to pass the final benchmark oh, yeah hell yeah whenever no, i'm yeah. like they're studying the youth i'm like i used to be no youth. yeah you're paying full price for everything for the next 20 years <laughs> that's for sure until you become senior um so anyway 16 to 25 year olds 10,000 of them, diverse countries. Okay. And they were like, yes, okay, this is a serious issue amongst them. Like, it was a large survey of not just about eco-anxiety, okay. but they threw in questions about, like, like does it make you sad? Yeah. So the 68% said it made them sad. 57% said it made them feel powerless. Mm. But then 32% were optimistic, even though they had, like, deep fear. Like, they huh. were really... So everyone is fearful. But I just thought it was interesting to think that 68 were sad. Like, I'm trying to get into anxiety. Yeah. 57% felt powerless. To me, that would lead to anxiety. Yes. I am so excited to talk about my study because it links so interestingly to this. Don't read it. I want it to no, be surprised. No, I'm not. Just I know you're not. Whenever Greg... No, no, no. I want to keep talking more. And it's just like... Just say it. it. Just say it. No, it's, it's like, like... Keep talking. Keep talking. Oh. Well, it was just that the highest I'll get to it it's just fascinating okay the highest proportion of the saddest people were in Philippines India and Brazil and people were like those are places that face climate change mm. more viscerally but that was a theory they had yeah. but 65% was a number for US and there wasn't data on Canada 65 was the amount of, of uh, the young people 16 to 25 who felt sad and powerless that's a pretty high number. Yeah. And I've definitely seen it become a bigger conversation, even on like TikTok and stuff. Because yeah. I think there is this element, especially as science communicators, like, of course, we're thinking we have to make people understand. Like, and as scientists who are like, oh my God, screaming at the top of their lungs, like, everything's going to be bad if we don't do something. But then now we're seeing the impact of that know. into making people feel so anxious that I think that it's like actually impacting yeah. their bodies and minds yeah. and ability to function in normal yeah. life sometimes in the extreme examples. I think that's true. Like, I think that what part of the reason why I think we could actually make a change and my second thing I want to talk about is how we could to help people with their eco anxiety is like we have to have visceral experiences with it and it's so sad but like it's happening across the world where everyone's having it and so yeah. I do think that could help the change but it's really sad and this summer I felt it like uh -huh. I always bring it, it up like but it's more like than the ever. forest fires yeah. like billowing over the show we were filming was yeah. really sad and I felt a lot of anxiety and sadness I, I was have like, we're never had allergies as bad as in the last 
year or two. Every like summer, I've yeah. always kind of some We're summers I don't have them. <laughs> Last summer was easily the worst allergies, the longest allergies I've had for so long, um, because the season's so much longer. Yeah, or like the weather's the conditions are changing so much, and I do think it. To me, it feels like as much as maybe the change isn't happening as fast as people want, it does feel like there's a bit of a switch in terms of the, you know, average person being mm. like, oh, our average person in like North America, for example, or Canada where we live. Oh, it's happening. It's happening here. It's yeah. making an impact. Even if it's not like completely inconveniencing us, being able to literally see it with our eyes smoke covering the sky for like days at a time mm -hmm. is disturbing. Okay. Wait, I want you to explain your study. Cause I think I'm going to say something that's going to relate to it. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, eco anxiety is one aspect of these things called eco concerns. So it can be broken down into like subcategories of eco anxiety, eco depression, and eco anger. Now they typically <laughs> occur together, but this study wanted to look at what are the impact of these three different emotional states? Like, is, is it good to have them? Can they lead to action? Does it make people complacent or sad hmm. or, like you said, feel hopeless? Um, hmm. Previous studies define or have found that depression is a deactivating emotion, mm -hmm. so it's unlikely to motivate you. Yeah. Uh, anxiety is an activating emotion hmm. provoking avoidance of threat, which is like the flight response. And anger is an activating emotion associated with approach tendencies, which is like your fight response. So both... Anxiety and anger can be action in different ways. But this study was looking at youth in Australia is where it was held, like all over the country. Um, and basically they would rate, the participants would rate themselves same sort of way. Like, do they feel depressed, anxious, afraid, angry, frustrated about the, what am I saying? Eco anxiety or about the future of climate change. Sorry, I don't know. It's so hard. And what they found was that those who had eco anger not only had better mental health outcomes, they were more engaged in pro-climate activism mm. and personal behaviors. But people who had eco-anxiety and eco-depression were less adaptive and mm. had lower well-being. So okay, this is so interesting. So they were less likely to join the cause because anxiety and depression made you feel bad enough that you would like remove yourself from the situation. Um, and so it was just like a really interesting discussion realizing obviously those things can happen together. So the study was trying to parse out if people experience them in isolation, what does that lead to? Um, and ultimately was that like anger hmm. is potentially an adaptive emotion that drives people to engage with the climate crisis and not feel like they have to disengage with it. Okay. That's so interesting. So like one, oh my God, I don't even know where to start, but it's like, okay, first of all, it's really smart to think about how you create action and how it can be really smart to create specific types of anger that aren't going to make the people who don't believe in climate change or don't want to change mad right. push back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because so it's like, they're like, Oh, you're being so yeah. over the top, which is so angry. interesting. Yeah. And I was thinking of like this YouTuber I watched recently who was kind of really funny, but he clearly is attack attacking the climate crisis from just going for like comically bad oil tycoons. And it's like, that's a smart thing to do right, because it's everyone like, can get behind yeah. It. yeah. Um, and then it's like, he also made one about fast fashion and like, it's sad, but like it's on YouTube. So it's like a misogynist place. I'm like, oh yeah. Making fun of shopping is like a like smart way to get like digs. men to be like, yeah, yeah. Like it's so stupid. Right. So it's like, I'm just saying like, those are smart ways to use anger. Like you have to be careful. So another thing I was thinking about was we made a video about the green new deal and like essentially like in the sneakiest way possible, 
explained it and how like we think it's really important to the future and will be very beneficial economically and all these things. And I was reading the comments and like so many people love it, but there's like this crazy intense group of people who are like, think what we did was making saying engineers aren't good at what they do because it's like, why? Because we're saying the grid needs to change. Oh, and it's, and it's like, it's like, it's like they think that like, because we were like, and the U S grid was like actually rated one of the worst in like the developing, like the people were like engineers and people in that world being like, we work really hard and like, you don't like, like this was so mean almost to like how amazing our, what we've done is. It was so Weird. interesting, but it made me realize they got angry. Right. So it's like, it's like, okay, you have to figure out how to make anger. Cause then now that means that they're mobile. Like that's a mobilizing emotion. You just said like to make someone anger, yeah, angry but, about well, vaccines. I mean, anger might be different than being upset. No, or- but like I'm saying like anger, like if you're thinking about vaccines, people who are on the quote unquote other side from you feel angry and that can mobilize them. So if you do something that makes them angry, they might become. Yeah. I just don't think like, yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just like, in that case, I don't think those engineers are then going to be like, well, because you made me angry, I'm going to not believe in climate change and keep the grid shitty. No, I never said that. (laughs) Yeah. I said like, it just made me think of that emotion is one perspective on that video because it is so niche. And yeah, yeah, definitely that video was not intending to do that. No, no, but it made you it makes you realize like with these intense things like climate change like vaccination like very scientific public health things there's anger on both sides Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're if we are saying and acknowledging that anger can be a really motivating force we have to be so nuanced with how we use Mm -hmm. it to not have it literally blow up in our face yeah and i guess that is i guess it's like when you think of it from the outside anger has always been a motivating force and that can be really dangerous as well. Yeah. Like you don't want people to be so angry that they would be violent or that they would be awful to other yeah. people. This in terms of anger and they didn't like define anger in this case, but they helped explain it by saying like, by thinking about experiences of injustice or unfairness yeah. Yeah. Uh, that tended to provoke group based anger and motivated like action together. Yeah. So it wasn't like being pissed off, although I'm sure it could be, but it was more like being upset about what there's people in this world that are going to suffer way before us. And that's like so unfair. And that yeah. makes me angry. I want to help yeah. versus like the world's going to be destroyed. Yeah. And that gives me anxiety. Oh my God. I need to like just stop trying anything. So we have to figure out how to make videos about the climate crisis that talk about injustice. That's And like, I think a lot of people do that and try yeah, to do that. And I think you're right. That kind of finding the angle of like, who's it kind of, who's punching up oil yeah. tycoons? Like, who's it okay to, uh, for us to yeah. be like angry at billionaires. It's like yeah. people who are just wasting money on stupid stuff. That's not helping anyone when they could help in so many ways. And, and of course some rich people help whatever, but I'm just like, of course, someone someone out there is going to be like, that's such a good way to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, don't know why you're yelling about that on the internet. Like, okay, cool. Let's chill out. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah. But I, so do you think you have genuine eco, any of these, where would you feel like you fit into one of those categories? Eco depression, eco anxiety. That's so weird. I feel like I flux between them. So like, I think I, I like flux between them all, but I do think I'm happiest and most motivated when I'm eco angry. Mm. Like I, I totally think I that. See that. Like yeah. I, that's like a really cool thing that maybe it's just confirmation bias because I just learned it. But yeah, when I'm angry, when I educate myself about 
an injustice is when I make a video about it. Mm -hmm. Truly, like actually. Mm -hmm. And I think the only reason, like, I guess we should talk about our show. October 26th comes out. <laughs> we get like, oh my God, we're so bad at the our date. job. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> but anyways, we, we have a TV show coming out about the climate crisis. The only reason I felt any motivation to do that was because I was angry. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so it's just, it's just interesting. Okay, do you want me to talk about these lawsuits? Sure. Because it yeah, kind I of was, it links to anger. I was anger. just going to say that I feel that I have more eco-anxiety and, and yeah. this made me feel I'd never thought that it could yeah. be a separated into sort of different categories and but That's then cool. I yeah. equally was like this does make sense to me like and I the paper didn't have necessarily like a way to change someone from eco-anxiety to eco like anger or whatever but they were mostly talking about like science communicators and people how you well then look at me it. I hope you got more eco-angry yeah, I hope yeah. so too. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can do. That. I think you get ego angry and do cool shit. It just does give me that fear base of like I don't know. Like that is what some awful people in this world also rely on is anger. You know, and it's like how do you? Maybe there's a different way to phrase it. Like the word anger mm. can maybe come off the but wrong I way. I think it's important just to be aware maybe of that ego frustration. But I, I know, they but use I, that word sometimes too. Oh, okay, because like, but I think it's just we also need to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Like people who are anti-vax think it's an injustice and it's like oh that's so idiotic like you know what i mean like you're like well they're like okay like literally just like the every kid that goes to school needs to be vaccinated like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the only reason we live long like you know what i mean like it's like no it's an injustice to not get vaccinated like you know what i mean but they're thinking it's an injustice and right. that's creating and so much anger and motivation that. you know yeah. what i mean it's like yeah. that's it's it's still good to just know the other side like whatever yeah. can do it too and let's all figure out how we can just make the world a place that we can actually survive in mm -hmm. So you're talking about lawsuits, you said? Yeah. Okay. So there's this concept in like, now I'm saying eco movement. <laughs> like I'm just like eco, whatever. But like when we think about young people trying to address climate change and like fight for their lives, I think that eco anxiety is something that they have. But this is a really cool thing that everyone should learn about and be like, could we do this in our own province, country, whatever. So essentially, it's like a bunch of environmental lawsuits filed against governments and corporations from a variety of like activist groups and like all the Supreme Courts of the different countries slowly like setting precedents that like we're getting closer and closer to being able to like maybe legally deal with this issue, which is yeah. a, which if we're capitalism is the issue, a lot of capitalism and law are linked. If we can figure out some law yeah, avenues, we could like whatever. Yeah. And there's also a really incredible book, like fiction book. Um, Ministry of the Future, where they talk about this a lot, and okay. like it's a it's like speculative fiction, but essentially, a Dutch case recently happened against Shell that was passed. Uh, like essentially, they were like, "You need to decrease your carbon emissions by forty five percent in the next ten years," and that uh, s started ten years ago, and it was twenty twenty when they were assessing it, <laughs> and they only decreased their um, CO two. Uh, rates by 24%. Versus so now, what was it? 45 is what they were yeah. required. Okay. So then, therefore, they're getting sued for a shit ton of money. Well, hopefully, it's enough money that they didn't just make more off of that. Like, this is the problem is so many companies. Wait, wait, wait. But let me finish. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Like, you mean because they don't care about the financial aspect of it? If they made more money by not reducing their emissions and they get sued, oh. if they get sued, 50 and they made 100 then it's worth it for them okay so sorry i didn't they didn't explain whether like they were just like shell was like, like oh that's the never mind i'm evil but they made it seem like it was significant okay okay like that's true i never really thought i was that. just gonna say outside of that that's why companies even like google and facebook do all these illegal things because they know the slap on the wrist is 
a hundred million dollars but they made a billion dollars okay we're trying to help young people feel hopeful and it's like you know what also it's like fuck your evil then you stupid girl. okay whatever there eco anger there you got eco anger you got yeah, eco anger yeah, you're like yeah. so mad at my okay just let me like we're trying okay like you're right you're right that's probably like could have happened but it set a precedent because never had this happened before in history uh-huh. we're now in the court of law right. the government is saying that shell has killed their citizens and harmed their mm. citizens. And as a result, will yes. be held responsible. And will be held that. responsible. Yeah. What they're being held for right now, it's saying financial, but they aren't actually sure. It's it's happening right now. I think I did maybe see something about this. Yeah. Okay, so and that is really is interesting. You're right. The precedent set, regardless of the amount, to be able to say you actually were responsible for, for harming deaths that we Dutch can't. civilians. Yeah. 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 So okay, so this is the other thing that's happening too. So South Korean activists are suing on the grounds of human rights violations against their government, saying and th- it's starting to go up in the courts in South Korea, which is like really like another place that's like I think really important. There's things in America which a lot of people have that that's what you maybe have heard about because they're talking about it recently and it hasn't like the American courts keep like shutting everything down. Of course they are. It's like, of course it's like fucking Dutch that are like doing it first. But anyways, <laughs> they, they're like shutting it all down, but they do think it's going to impact Joe Biden in like three different sort of like courts mm-hmm. in America where like they, he probably will start to like recognize some aspects that is harming kids in America. Okay. But they were saying the IPCC and the Paris Agreement, like there's certain things coming up, right? And yeah. the Paris Agreement's coming up. They're trying to figure out how to get lawyers, like really smart scientists and legal scholars to work together to use all the Paris Agreements that were signed to then, if people don't do it, say yeah. you have now killed your citizens yeah. around every country that doesn't do it, which is so but interesting. then who are you responsible to? Like at least in the Dutch version, they're saying, hey, you're a company and you killed our citizens. The, but everyone who signed the Paris Agreement. I know, countries. but they... Who, who do they pay? Who do they consequence to? Oh, sorry. It's not that, like, the way that you're right. Like, this is just why it's like, they're, this hasn't even happened. They're hoping. It would just it would like, just mean legally. This, it means it Legally, like, we can all collectively get, hopefully, eco-anger at the fact that it has been set in law, in the court of law, right. that the government... Like there has to Killed, be now ruined a its citizens. For yeah, because it's it's like unprecedented in human history, yeah. kind of. But it's like oh, that's interesting oh. to me. And then there's also something's happening to plastic companies and companies that cause DF deforestation in some countries to be sued for killing youth around a certain age or harming, harming. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's great. It's just no, that is good, uh, and it is obviously necessary. Like, it is crazy to think all these countries sign an agreement and then just don't have to live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, one also what Shell tried to sue, like their lawyers tried to use, was that if they didn't produce the oil, then other people would just come and produce it, and nothing would happen. And the Supreme Court said no, that's not right true. That, like, yeah. that's a bullshit. Like, that was their main argument, and the Supreme mm-hmm. Court sided with the other people. Do you think? I saw something today, and I don't want to mess this up, but there's, like, some woman who was part of, like, the Holocaust, like a German Nazi who's being held responsible. She's, like, 91 or something, and they're, like, putting on her on the count for, like, thousands and thousands of deaths and, like, whatever. Oh my she, God. like, didn't show up to court, so they're, like, putting her in jail at 90 or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, do you think something <laughs> like this could happen to, like, oil execs and stuff? In the future when people are like, you you know what I mean? Like, you literally, like, this woman's being held on trial now. <laughs> like, how, you know, almost 100 years later. Not 100, obviously. She's not even 100. Well, but- that's so interesting because, I mean, that is, like, so funny. It's like, I fucking hope that there are. Yeah. There are, but in a weird way, 
why eco-anxiety is so fascinating, why the climate change movement is so integral is that the Holocaust happened in a finite time and then there was a world right. war and anti-Semitism still exists around the world, but the Holocaust is over. Right. Climate change is a gradual thing that does not quote unquote ever end until either humans are deeply suffering or wiped out. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's such an existentially different issue yeah. for everyone yeah, that it's it like, different. it's like, um, and it won't be as, I don't think oil tycoons are going to be put in jail. And in fact, if you're they reading, might. Ministry of the Future know what it is? They're going to be sniped and murdered. <laughs> like, Maybe, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's other that's, worlds that's where... That's real ego. Like, <laughs> shit's gotten so bad, and it's like... Okay, in the book, this is such a crazy plotline. Read this book. People travel by air way less because it's like... It became so expensive that only rich people were traveling by air and rich people are what who caused climate change that that all these eco-terrorists were just blowing up planes that people kind of stopped flying planes and there's a really epic scene where like these eco-terrorists like infiltrate davos because it's like <laughs> davos is an interesting thing where it's like okay all you rich yeah. people are getting together fucking do something like greta thunberg's mm-hmm. like fucking yelling at you that's the only thing that happens and then you just mm-hmm. go back to your thing same they just like someone old, yeah. they, they, there's a terrorist attack at davos it's a fascinating book okay, mystery of the future so gonna say like is there anything you or slash we can think about that for someone who is eco-anxious like to kind of oh minimize that anxiety yeah no we just get out there and we snipe the head axon stop oh my god gregory (laughs) no i don't think you can cancel it's like am i canceled actually like no fuck that (laughs) um but anyways whoa i might get sniped myself actually you're saying that um, yeah, I think eco anger is so interesting. I think educating ourselves about the injustices of climate change but is a really smart way. Anxiety is my question. Oh, I'm only using your research, and it's to turn it into anger and to turn it into action and to like actually educate yourself about the injustices, which was in your study. I think that's so interesting. That's what I'm taking away. And I'm going to try and do more of that because it's true. Whenever I'm reading about climate change and reading about its impacts is when I'm motivated. And then sometimes I just read a book of poetry <laughs> or some, or like read a fiction novel, which I love, but I do fall out. You know what I mean? Right. You have to actively stay engaged to have the eco anger to do something. Maybe. Yeah. I would say like to fight the anxiety, two things. One like there is, there are so many amazing, mm. cool things that are being created every day. Mm-hmm. Like think about even the fact, I know this is still under capitalism, but think of the <laughs> fact that like beyond me and all these meat alternatives are coming about. And that, now you're going to say like, Beyonce. Beyonce. It went vegan. Just, yeah. No, or like, you know, we know solar and we know wind are becoming so much more affordable and so much more mainstream. And like, and it, there's crazy nuclear reactors. Yeah. The world is changing. Yeah. And as much as it's a slow response, it is at least happening. But the second thing I was thinking about was like, sometimes I feel in the moment when I hear these things that it's too late. It's too late. But I think the truth is that it's never too late. No, yeah, it's not. And any incremental change matters. Also, even if we can't hit the target we wish we could, it doesn't mean it's not worth it at all now to keep fighting for a worse target. I always think about that. And it's it's a constant thing that is said in a lot of climate activist like circles, which is that like, okay, this is the way I would describe it is like almost like I want to explain to people how time works. It's like Time is a finite thing in the laws of nature where we are. Not in all parts of the universe. Black holes are so fucking crazy. (laughs) But but time, it's like, 
if you don't do anything, it means it gets worse. You know what I mean? Like everything that we do, like you're still, Mm -hmm. time still moves forward. Every action has a reaction. These are laws of nature. So you can't just avoid it by ignoring it because it's already bad. You're going to make it worse for yourself. Like they, I feel like there's like this weird complacency that you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about it because I'm going to be dead or something. It's like, no, that actually a is selfish b isn't even the case anymore and it's like you now have kids you now have people that you care about in your life you in order to for time a real thing to continue this is also going to get worse and anything that you don't do now is going to make it like more detrimental for your own life in the i guess like i don't think that's not I think you're right. I don't know if that alleviates people's anxieties, though. Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, <laughs> it maybe makes it, it worse. more just makes it, it's more me trying was, to get people to I think about it. I was kind of just trying to go the angle of like, you know, <laughs> if you quit smoking at any age, it's actually still significant. Yeah. Yes, they say like if you quit it in your 30s or 20s, it's like you can fully recover your lungs. Yeah. If you start exercising at yeah. any age or any physical like and part nature of your is health, amazing like, hold on you're cutting me off oh sorry sorry <laughs> no, no i just wanted to say nature is amazing that's no right. i just it's like incremental change is important at any stage and so that's all i was going to say it's like you can start at any time and it doesn't mean that you've missed the you've missed the train or whatever yeah and that's what jane goodall's like little tour right now is is just that nature is amazing and it can you know what i mean if we if we take care of it now it can actually come back in amazing ways and help us. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's true. Like, well, nature will win no matter what. Sorry. I mean like to like come and allow us humans to live again, like in tandem with it better. Like it can, yeah. it's something what a cool that can like goal come back. to try and literally live in a sustainable way with the earth. Like how interesting of a goal is that? How can we live on this planet in a way where everything around us can thrive? Because we keep learning more and more. It's just like if it thrives, we thrive. You know, like as we deplete the soil, everything gets worse. So why not just like try to be in balance with the earth? Of course, these are things that many cultures have done around the world for generations. But it's just hit this point where it's like that has to be. It feels like a noble goal and it feels like interesting and cool and humans could be maybe it was that books uh braiding sweetgrass that you read and we started listening to or is like just being like how i don't know humans so many people view humans as separate from nature but we are the same and mm-hmm. we can be part of the solution as well yeah like we aren't just a parasite on this planet yes there are things we're doing that are kind of parasitic to the planet but i just think um we can be part of that solution it can be like beautiful mm-hmm. for humans to also be the solution yeah. Okay. Bada boom, bada bing. Get that Italian. Is that Italian? Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> I mean, it's like Eastside Marios. <laughs> I thought it was like Joey from Friends or something. It was like. <laughs> it was bada boom, bada bing Italian. <laughs> I thought it was. I think it is. I, I'll look it up. Should I look it? No. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hopefully that's subsided. Some of you have anxiety or given you thoughts. I'd be curious what everyone thinks about this. So feel free to send us your comments and thoughts, and I will read them. I promise. And hopefully I can respond back. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.